Hi, this is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Disney Vault Talk. So stay tuned. From magical movies. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. To unforgettable adventures. Well, once there was a princess. I'm an outlaw, that's what. That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run. From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home. Do you want to build a snowman or ride our bike around the I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it! And do it now! You can always count on something new from Disney. That's why they call me Thumper. For the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stuff. Look! Have I got it! The magic feather! Now you can fly! Ohana means family. Just a sec! Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? <laughs> That's very funny. I'm taking you to someplace pretty special. The king has returned. Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glosson and Teresa Delgado. And hello and welcome to Disney Vault Talk, the most magical podcast in the Gulliverse? Nay, on the internet. That's right. And we are so glad to be along with you. My name is Steve Glosson, and we have a fantastic show tonight as we're talking about a fantastic movie. One of the best of the new millennium. Uh, And it's Lilo and Stitch, and we're going to get into that. And of course, to help us do that is uh, the, the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. We've got her, always got her, and we're so happy that she's made us do this. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely... The talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. It's all down here, downhill from here, Steve. Oh, is it really? <laughs> For a while. For a while. When do? <laughs> when does it? When does it swing back up? Do you think? Bolt. Bolt is when it starts to swing back up. Okay. My opinion. All right. Uh, we'll I gotta see. tell you, there's a few. There's a few little good ones here and there. In I do like away. Chicken Little. Yeah, I never watched the Chicken Little. It has a cute alien. Yeah, I heard it was kind of funny. So. Can't wait, but this has a cute alien. What are you talking about? Well, this has the cutest. Lilo alien. and Stitch is, uh, man. I look. I said it off air in the in the live chat at mixer.com/slash/goldiverse, and I mean every word of it. That this this movie will just rip your heart out. Like you'll just suddenly spontaneously squirt tears, not knowing <laughs> not knowing yeah. that was a thing that was about to happen. Just all of a sudden, just boom, and um, oh, it's what such a great movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well played. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Twitter paid it. Nice. Oh, wow. What a throwback. What a good callback. Well done. Vintage Disney Vault Talk. Oh, man. We we never did get a boom Twitter paid shirt, did we? We need it. It's got to have Thumper on it or some sort of rabbit. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the little ears. Yeah. Picking up. 
He's Twitterpated. Anyhow, um, so, hey, how's it going? You're getting busy. I am. I am getting busy. School's getting ready to start. It's going to be fun times around here. Now, you were recently um, on an episode of Geek Out Loud. Oh, yeah. Res- yeah. Responding to I was the, a call-in Responding guest. to the Rogue One trailer. You and Mama Lo mm-hmm. together uh, talking the Rogue One trailer. Have you gone back and watched it a thousand times? I have watched it, and I still agree with our assessment of Jada. 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 <laughs> Jada. Jada. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't listened, you should, because um, Erish gets very confused as to why we're talking about penguin pins. Yes, yeah, it's it gets. Oh my God, this penguin! He's like, what just happened just now? <laughs> so yeah, that that was a thing that happened, and then um, uh, there was something else that that had happened that made me think of you. I was on with the kids on the latest episode of the Star Wars Report. Mm. I was actually over at their house picking up the maskless Kylo Ren exclusive that was provided to me uh, by Martin Long out that way. He picked it up for me and then gave it to Riley, and Riley delivered it. And so, I, you know, it'd be nice if um, Riley or Bethany would mail me my Hot Wheels. Oh, <laughs> what Hot Wheels? The convention exclusive from Star Wars Celebration. Oh, Europe. the Boba Fett. The Boba Fett. See, I didn't know they were doing an, ex- an exclusive, or I would have jumped in on that. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's a lot of Hot Wheels that, I mean, Hot Wheels is starting to kind of get backed up on their distribution the way that Hasbro does, and it's getting very frustrating. Agreed. Um, there are a lot of fun little ships that they're releasing that I, I just found a Jabba's Sail Barge. Oh, cool. Did you know it had a name? Jabba's Sail Barge? That's what I always thought, but it's like the Katana or something like that. The katana, not the katana, not, a, not like a sword. It's K H E. Like a sword, <laughs> right? It's K H E T A N N A. The katana, 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 katana. <laughs> so there's that. That, that's, but there's all kinds of new cars and stuff, and and that Sabine car I haven't found. I know someone found it for you. I haven't. Yes, I, haven't, I got lucky. I haven't been able to find that bad boy. And and if I and they need to make a Hera so we can have the complete uh, Rebels crew. Yeah, thank involved. you. Yeah. Um, well, Teresa, I'll tell you this. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. because. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, because we mentioned it on the last show, and, and, and you've got it here in the show notes again, um, about the whole uh, Lego castle thing. Mm-hmm. But Lego is kind of threatening to suck me in. Um. There is so much. They haven't sucked you in already. No, not not full on, not full on. Um, we'll discuss how sucked in I am. Yeah, in Disney World. Well, here's the thing. I I just, but I'm tempted. There's a set that's out or coming out soon that has Sabine in the set, and it's a smaller set than the one that had been originally released with her. Mm-hmm. Because it's the one where her helmet comes off. Yes. And and I've really thought about getting that just so I can have the complete ghost crew. Mm-hmm. Because with the ghost and with the phantom, I've got Ezra, Zeb, uh, Kanan, Chopper, and Hera, and I just mm-hmm. need I just need Sabine, and of course an Ahsoka, which there's an. Ahsoka. 
just a whole bunch of and i need that atte that the clones drive around on see i'm they're they're sucking me in because they're doing a better job of has than hasbro with their star wars stuff Mm -hmm. and we can and star wars is on limits because it's a disney show true okay i'm just making sure i'm just making sure because i don't want to i don't overdo it but there's also something else that's happening in my life Teresa. Ooh, what is it I'm getting. Do you have married. a girlfriend? I'm getting married. No. Um, oh, are you what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my um, god! I was like, excuse me. How did this happen? Who did you mouse mingle? <laughs> Again, forgot about mouse mingle. <laughs> no, I've I've told. Still get the alerts, by the way, because they come to the email, and it's like you have new matches on mouse mingle, so I'll peruse them and yeah. see if I approve of any. I gotcha. Well, so far nothing has come through that I thought this is good for. This me. is the good one, yeah. Well, no, I am. Um, I, I talk about this on the latest geek out loud, but I'm just bringing it up to you because you're part of the problem that has formed well, in my life. I, I don't like being a problem. I am full on into trading cards again. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, full, full <laughs> on. I will accept that. I mean, full on. Like, I have been perusing um, eBay and places and finding, like, old vintage type stuff. Like, just obscure, like, obscure sets. And I'm like, oh, I need to get that. And when I say obscure trees, I'm talking, like, Rocketeer. Oh no! Tron, um, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh come on! Gremlins and Gremlins too. I just have a vision of a, a bookshelf that has nothing but binders on it, and on the spine of each binder is some photoshopped little piece of paper that I've made that has like the logo of whatever cards are in there, on there, and people can come and peruse and relive those movies through the, looking through the cards. Hmm. It's it's a it's a problem, and it's one that I'm proud to have. Well, you're welcome. So, well, here's the thing: I was I was big into it as a kid, um, and and into my early teenage years, I was big into card collecting, um, sports and non-sports. But it's just kind of reared its ugly head recently. And in fact, I'm I'm working on a blog about it over at geekoutonline.com. Cool. Yeah. So entering back into the blogging, the blogosphere is that still a the thing? The blogosphere, yes. Is that still it a word a that people use? Is yes. That still a thing people I do? mean, I haven't been in the blogosphere for a little bit. It's been years for me. How is how are your blogging skills? Uh, there. I, I mean, I'm not going to say they're on point, but you know. Are you like, using pictures? Yes. Good. Yeah. Pictures Absolutely. pictures that I have personally scanned of cards from my collection. And if you use a picture from somewhere else, they're giving credit, because well, that's all that real matters. That's right. But uh, honestly, right now, I'm using everything that's scanned from my own collection. So in this particular blog post, which is not up yet, it will be. I've got to finish writing it. And uh, my, Take your time. Make it good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. So, I'm just trying to be more like you. Okay, <laughs> go buy, go get three jobs. <laughs> I do. I have three. I have three oh, jobs. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, do we host the same number of podcasts? Uh, let's see. I've got Geek Out Loud, Mark Out Loud, Rock Out Loud, Disney Vault Talk, Big Honkin' Show, Round Rebel Three, Yell. Rebel Yell, 
So that's so seven. you've passed me because I'm at I'm at six, I think. Yeah, I'm at seven, and then um, the Starkville Lab, Starkville House of Al. Yeah, so about seven or eight. Okay. Quiz nine. Right. Uh, do you have a cat? God no. Okay, well, well that, that's not the same. No, no I'm not gonna have uh, a cat either. <laughs> no. We're close enough. Yeah, yeah. I meant like your online presence. Oh. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be as much of a fangirl as you are. Uh, well, you know what we both need to work on. What's that? Social media. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for you, not Disney related at all. Sure. But since we're here and we're just kind of chit chatting, like questions. Um, how was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? Oh my God! Oh, I like died. Oh, it was amazing. Was it good? So good. Was okay, good? so I total reading time. Split, like, if you add up all the little chunks of time. Mm-hmm. I read the book in just under six hours. Wow. A little over a 300-page book. Yeah. Plowed through that sucker. Um, it was really, really interesting. The, there were the new characters at the beginning. I was like, you whiny little brat. And I just, and it took me a while to get over that. But once I did, mm. and they turned the corner for me, I love these characters. I love what's going on. It was just, oh, they need to make it a new movie, dang it. Now, it is, this is just the play, right? Like, this, like you're reading the play like you're you read reading Shakespeare. You're reading like the play, like the script, like Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I may pick it up. It was worth it. It was totally, totally worth it. And if you're a Hufflepuff, when you take the jacket off of the book, it's Hufflepuff colors. So, hmm. ooh, badger pride. I don't think I'm Hufflepuff. Do you know what house you are? Have you taken the quiz? I've not taken the quiz. You need to take the quiz. Uh, what quiz would that be? What house for you? There's several different yeah. ones, yeah, but the house quiz. What house am I in at Hogwarts? Okay. So right now, should we do this right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, there's several. We'll do this one at playbuzz.com. Yeah, that's good. Okay. What Hogwarts house would you be sorted into? Welcome to Disney Vault Talk. Let's play. All right. Uh, Say you were confronted by death. He wishes to bestow upon you a great gift for having thwarted him. Which would you ask for? A stone that can bring back the dead? A wand more powerful than any other? A cloak of invisibility? Ooh, wow. I'd want all three of those things. But that's, you can only have those three things if you were the master of death. Um, I don't want to bring back the dead. That just, that's too much responsibility. That cloak of invisibility is looking really good right now, so I'm going to go for it. You have a very difficult final exam coming up next week. How do you prepare? I wing it. I have more important things to worry about. I study best through application, anything hands-on, really. I form a study group. Questioning the professor for hints always helps, too. I start studying early, but I don't worry too much. I know I understand the material. I like to study in the library where it's quiet. I also like flashcards. Repetition is key. I procrastinate until the last minute, then pull an all-nighter. I think that one's you. Yep. <laughs> That's me. I procrastinate. You find you have lost the trail while hiking in the mountains. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be hiking in the mountains. <laughs> and now you are hopelessly disoriented. What do you do? Start walking down the mountain. If you follow the valley, you'll find your way, you think. You stay where you are. You don't want to get any more lost, and you know someone will realize you're gone and send help. Turn back in the direction you came. You think you have a pretty good sense of direction could find the trail. Get to the top of the mountain, then you'll have a good vantage point to see where to go. 
I would either do the first one or the last one. Either start walking down the mountain and follow the valley to get where I'm going. Or go to the top of the mountain. Depend on where I'm at on the mountain. If I'm midway, I'm probably going to go down. If I'm closer to the top, I'm going to go to the top. If I'm closer to the bottom, I'm going to go to the bottom. I'm going to say I'm going to go to walking down the mountain and follow the the valley. Pick a pastime. Playing or listening to music, reading or writing, playing sports. No. Shopping, (laughs) daydreaming, chilling in a pub, camping, partying. I will say chilling in a pub. I enjoy chilling. Oh, my Lord, there's a fire. Mm-hmm. What? Your, your house is on fire. What is the oh. one thing you save? Food, your favorite book, your musical instrument, a treasured family heirloom, your pet. Oh, wow. Um, Not my favorite book. You can always buy books. My Star Wars collection is not on here. <laughs> so I will say a treasured family heirloom. Wait, let me say those words correctly. A treasured family heirloom. You're a Tri-Wizard Tournament champion. What task was the most challenging for you? Battling dragons, the maze, rescuing friends deep in the Black Lake. Probably the maze. Yeah, that maze would get me. Mm-hmm. You're walking and you reach a fork in the road. The road to the right seems to continue over flat ground but is rocky and unkempt. The road to the left is in better shape and heads up a very steep incline. Contrary to this photograph, which direction do you choose? Well... Mm, probably the flat ground, even though it's a little rockier because it's flat. I do not like walking up hills. What frightens you the most? Public speaking? No. Failure? <laughs> do that enough that it's not scared, scary anymore. The dark? Meh. Oh, I like the dark. Okay. Falling doesn't bother me. It's the abrupt enclosed spaces. No. Storms? I love storms. Needles? Needles do not worry me at all. Poisonous animals? Yes. Poisonous animals caused me a little bit of stress in my life mm-hmm. all right which animal do you most identify with oh okay with which animal do you most identify well there's a there's some type of falcon here there's a chameleon there's a fox there's a flamingo there's a baby seal no oh, baby seal and there's a bear Bear. That's you. Gotta go with the bear. Which painting is the most appealing to you? Well, there's one that's all kinds of weird escape, the escape ladder called by Joan Miro, Birth of Venus by Botticelli, the self-portrait by Rembrandt, Wheat Wheatfield with Crows by Vincent Van Gogh, Supremus Five by Casimir Malevich, which is not much different than the escape ladder, and Autumn Rhythm by Jackson Pollock. That is, mm, no, not that one. Hmm. I like the colors on the escape ladder one. So mm. I will, so Go I will, with that one. I will pick that one. You are in a completely barren white room. There's a red piece of paper on the floor. What do you do with it? Do nothing at all. Punch holes for eyes and make a mask. Crumple it yes. up. Yes. Fold it into origami. Make a hat out of it. Fold it into a paper airplane. Tear it into pieces. Eat it. Probably do nothing at all. I mean, it's just a red piece of paper. So. I'd make a mask. All right, let's skip this thing. You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. Oh, Gryffindor. There you go. Hey, I'm in Gryffindor. Everyone, hooray! Woo! I'm in Gryffindor. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. Gryffindor is a good house. That's where Harry was. Not as good as Hufflepuff. Well, I disagree. But... 
you know. Quidditch champions three years running. Um, so there you go. All right. Well, Teresa, let's get into some emails here. We've 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 piddled around enough. Found piddle. out that I'm in the superior house. Piddle, piddle. So, all right, let's do this. When you mail a letter, you can send it anywhere. On foot, by truck, by aeroplane, the postman gets it there. So write a letter to a friend, maybe she'll write you. No matter what, you always know the mail must go through. We need those letters. From General Lee, dear son, we're waiting for the Huns at the pass. It would mean a lot if you'd come and back us up. Oh, can you read this? There's no pictures. Then I'll put that flea in a box, and then I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, ah, <laughs> I'll smash it with a All right. Um, I did notice something in the chat during that whole thing that made me laugh. Maui Mark says Steve is his own house. <laughs> I'm as big as a house. Hey. When Steve sits around the house, he sits around the house. All right. Uh, I'll start with this one from Matt Houston. Okay. He says, hey, Steve and Teresa. This is just a little part I noticed while watching Snow White. The scene at the beginning where Snow White is on the balcony while the prince is singing to her and she sends a dove to him. As soon as the dove is about to fly away from his hand, it like flies toward his mouth and sticks its beak in its teeth. Just something weird. I thought that I had to rewind and pause it. It did the dove. It was like supposed to be giving him a kiss, right? Yes, it okay. was giving him a kiss from her. Yeah, that's don't be weird, Matt. The <laughs> dove wasn't picking his teeth, and he wasn't trying to feed him like he was a baby bird. Come on. So on our last show, we mentioned that Jason Hunt, who loves the Emperor's New Groove, he had sent us some feedback on his thoughts about the movie, and so we're gonna play that for you now. Hey, Disney Vault Talk, Steve, Teresa, or Teresa and Steve, whichever you prefer. Uh, It's Jason Hunt from the Wampus Lair Podcast. I just finished listening to your episode on The Emperor's New Groove. And since I love this movie so flippant much, I just couldn't contain myself, and I had to record something to send in to give it my two two cents on it. So uh, here we go. I have to say that this is probably this is definitely my top three disney movies of all time uh lion king's number one and then emperor's new groove and robin hood flip back and forth between second and third right now i think emperor's new groove is second so that would make uh robin hood third beauty and the beast four and then we go from there after that um for my favorite disney movie of all time it's it's that good i love this movie it's probably the funniest disney movie ever uh, and I absolutely love, love the characters. Uh, David Spade as Cusco, John Goodman as Pacha, uh, Eartha Kitt as Yzma, and of course, Patrick Warburton as Kronk are fan-flippin-tastic. I, I cannot contain my excitement for this movie. A uh, quick story about this movie. Um, we missed it in its initial theater run. Um, although I had seen the trailers and I'd wanted to see the movie, but we just missed getting around to it for whatever reason. So following spring or summer, that would be 2001, um, after it came out on home video, our neighbors across the street had it and we were over there and I noticed it on their shelf and we asked if we could borrow it. And so they said, sure. And, um, we borrowed it. We had it for a week 
And my siblings and I watched that movie twice a day for a full week before my mom finally got tired enough of hearing the movie and <laughs> returned it back to our neighbors because <laughs> she was so tired of it. I swear we watched that twice a day f- for a week straight. It was that good. We probably wore out our neighbor's videotape of it. It was um, that bad. <laughs> but uh, we absolutely love the movie. Uh, there's so many lines that are still quoted in our family to this day. You know, yaha, nah, yaha, nah, yaha, yaha. You know, the kids, you know, night, mom. Uh, that's great. Um, and then, of course, so much else. Uh, I have to say, though, my favorite character from the movie. Uh, I know you guys were real big on Kronk. Kronk is great. I love it. I love all the the main characters, but Yzma takes the cake for me. I don't know why. She's the villainess, but she's probably my favorite villain in Disney, aside from Scar. Uh, It's that. She's that good. (laughs) And uh, my favorite line of hers goes a bit like this. Now, how to get rid of Cusco? Oh, I know. I turn him into a flea, a harmless little flea, and then I put that flea in the box, and then I put that box inside of another box, and then I mail the box to myself, and when it arrives, <laughs> I smash it with a hammer. It's brilliant, 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 I tell you. Genius, I say. Or to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this. Oh, take it, Crunk. Feel the power. You know, that sort of thing. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's probably my favorite line of hers. And bits of that line have been quoted between my sister and I forever. You know, mail the box to myself and you know, turn him into a flea and all that fun stuff. It's it's great. Um, and I'm actually getting ready to watch it again after I send this out. So I'll wrap this up. Uh, enjoyed the episode. Love the movie. And... I, <laughs> I really enjoy keeping up with the show, so keep keep doing the good work, and uh, I do not apologize for the length of this audio email. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Thank you, Jason. Well done. For Teresa. those enlightening comments. Well done, Teresa. Well done. <laughs> <clears throat> Why don't you take David's email? All right, and we have an email here from David Shearer. He says, Hey, Teresa and Steve, greetings from the Outer Rim of Northern Arizona. I really enjoyed your Atlantis episode. That movie has been a favorite of mine since it came out. My girls like it, too. They had recently rewatched it a few years back just before we bought a Kia van, so the girls named the van Kita, oh, nice. and they still call it by that name. Like nice. Daniel and Indy, I have always noticed the Stargate similarities. Have you guys seen Castle in the Sky? Wait, Atlantis time out. Hold on. I'm out. No, I'm. It's a weird word. Miyazaki. Okay, Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah, Miyazaki is the castle in the sky. I just skip words I can't say. It's fine. Miyazaki's castle in the sky. Atlantis has a lot in common with that one too. Crystal necklaces and stone guardians for starters. Check it out. Anyway, thanks for discussing the forgotten gem, Atlantis, David Shear. All right, we have one other thing that is not oh. related. Well, it's not emails, but it's um, feedback. Oh. Related. Okay. We got some tweets today. Oh. Uh, that it was pretty. It was pretty good stuff. Um, we had Mike McDonald, who's at Mike Tarkin. Yes. He wrote us on on Twitter, and he says, "Homework, man. I haven't watched Treasure Planet in years. I forgot how cool it is. 
And then, like, just a few, a little bit later, he says, and just realized Lilo and Stitch is supposed to be the next film. Switching now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. I thought that was, I thought that was cute. That's funny. (laughs) So. Funny, 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 funny. Doing Disney Vault Talk homework. Um, uh, Franklin Taylor actually chimed in as well here. He says, uh. Finished the Atlanta episode. What a great movie. I missed. Saw it last year or so with my wife. Glad I skipped the sequel. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got to... I'll reiterate. Atlantis Lost Empire. Not a bad movie. Definitely worth your time um, to to sit down and watch everyone. It's no Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. But it's some good stuff. So, guys, thanks for the feedback. You can email us at vaulttalk at gmail.com. And, of course, the Twitter is at Disney Vault Talk. And we're on Facebook as well. And uh, we love hearing from you guys, so please continue to email us and tweet us and Facebook us. Yep. We're running low on email. We are. We're run- it's, which is a weird problem. We've never had this weird. issue before. So it's making so if me... you've been considering it... Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Send it. It's making me feel very uh, insecure. Yeah, we feel very unpopular. I almost said immature, <laughs> but... <laughs> but I stopped myself. Uh, yes, uh, we are immature. Yeah, well, I listen. All you have to do is listen to the Big Honkin' Show to find out how immature I am. <laughs> I went into a complete laughing fit. Have you seen the video of the baboon throwing the poo at the little girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll have to find it and send you the link. But first, hey, watch it, watch, watch it, watch yourself. Oh, who goes there? Watch it, now. watch it, watch it. <laughs> watch out, my boy. <laughs> Disney Watch. Oh, what do we got, Teresa? Well, what do you want to know about first? <laughs> well, um, where we, Lego Disney Castle. All right. So, have you ordered yours? Pre-ordered yours? You didn't have to pre-order it. It came out today, actually, mm-hmm. as we record this, August seventeenth. Available for Lego VIP members. Right. And. I found out some cool stuff, so I bought one with a damaged box because I got bonus VIP points if I oh, bought wow. a damaged box. And my box is just crunched on the top corner, mm-hmm. so it's not sellable on the floor. But anyway, I did I did buy it. I struggled with deciding whether or not I was going to get it or mm-hmm. not right now. And I finally said, oh, screw it. So I bought it. Oh, and it is heavy. You already have it? I have it. Oh, you went it to the store. You went to the Lego yeah. store. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It's heavy, and I had to carry it up the stairs. Oh, three man. stories. And that was intense. But I wanted to open it for the show so I could tell you about the inside. So yeah. oh. inside the box. Are you are you doing an unboxing, an audio unboxing? It's, I already did it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, inside the box was another, was a white box that had stuff in it and I had had to open that up but then there was also Lego bags just stacked on top of each other like a big column of bags and then you open up the white box on the inside and it's full of piece bags oh wow and then I was like okay what is the book like you know because you know how like in bigger sets they'll do like one book or two books or whatever this is one giant book please tell me it's done like a storybook cover no, no, it's not. But I will tell you, it's over 450 pages. Shut up. And the one, that, like, it's a novel. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. 
It is over 450 pages of instructions. Now, how are you going to handle putting this together? Is this going to be a thing where you kind of like just take 15 minutes a day and do a few steps and leave it be? or I have no idea. Are you going to put it together? Yes. You have to, don't you? No, I have to. I, I'm really not sure. You know, I just wanted to find, I thought maybe like the bag with the mini figs might be on top. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to just like dig through everything. Right. I don't know where they are. They're scattered there's throughout. Too, there's too many bags. They're scattered throughout. Man. I don't even know. I don't. I have no idea where to begin. I have people asking me if they can come over and build. I'm just like, I don't know. If it had been separate books, I would have been like, you take book five, you take book four, <laughs> and build. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd feel bad to do that. I'm like, let's just work together i'd rather i wouldn't want anyone building my lego stuff yeah i don't know i don't know that i could work that party out it's just gonna be me and greg doing this thing and so much fun it's gonna be great i want to invite myself over to come help you should come oh man if i lived in if i lived in tejas like if you lived in tennessee you would be close i did almost say tennessee (laughs) I almost said I'm not mature. I'm immature and Tennessee for Texas. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Also kind of a little bit intimidated and Mm -hmm. scared by this thing. But you know what? That's just going to intensify the feelings when I complete it. That that for the first time ever, a Lego set scared me. And I did it. (laughs) Nice. It looks, I mean, it is an amazing looking situation. Like, I can't mm-hmm. get over... I, I got the email today from Lego because I'm a VIP, you know, and they said, you know, go ahead and buy it, you know, as VIP members. And I'm like, oh, I just... I mean, I can't. I can't I can't bring myself to do it. I'm not that big of a Disney fan that I would, you know, do it. But, oh, it it's just... It's really cool. And yeah. the fact that you get Tinkerbell, who's exclusive to the set, you get a Mickey Mouse that's exclusive mm-hmm. to the set with his his outfit as well as Minnie Mouse. Yep. Well, and just and then to look at I just go through those pictures and to look at the back side of it with all the different rooms and all like the really the easter eggs basically. You know, once it's put together to kind of peruse and you see the rose from Beauty and the Beast and you see the bucket and the mop from the Sorcerer's Apprentice and you see <laughs> all this different stuff. What's so funny? I watched the stupid video. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, you saw the video of the little girl getting yeah. hit in the face with 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 baboon poop. You know what really ticks me off? I said this on the show, and and I, it's on the it's on the August fifteenth edition of the Big Hong Show, which hasn't been released quite yet. Number one, I lost it laughing at this; like I could not breathe. I was laughing this so hard. This girl doing these stupid sign things, like she's trying to do something and get the get the monkey to sign back, and. And then just like, stop doing that. Just stop it. And then he just grabs the poop and it just flies. <laughs> and it's just like all up in her face. <laughs> the, uh, the the baboon is a flung do master. Oh, God. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there's so much. There's like Aladdin's carpet in there. There's all kinds of really cool things. There's a sorcerer hat. Yes, yes. And I just... uh. I just want to get it to buy, to build it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 
it just looks amazing. How how many pounds? How many lbs would you say it weighed? I had to carry it with, because uh, they they put it in the bag, and then they put those sticky handles on, mm-hmm. you know, that stick to the side of the bag, so you have a bigger handle. Right. I had to carry it on my forearm because I couldn't carry it with my hand. So I actually mm. carried it on both on both forearms. Um, it's got to be, I don't know, I'm not good with weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's heavier than my fat cat. Okay, that's that was going to be my question. Is it heavier than your cat? Yes. Is it is it heavier than, well, you consider a 450-page book plus, oh, how many pieces did you say? It is over 4,000 pieces. Wow. It's got to weigh at least, like, because I'm pretty sure my fat cat weighs 10 pounds. Is that, is that too much for a cat? No. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know about... Um... It's it's pretty heavy. All right. Um, how Not, much... I don't know how to... A, 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 a Lego brick weighs, I don't know, let's say one and a half grams, the average Lego brick. Oh, great. Now we're in grams. <laughs> so you're talking four kilograms plus six kilograms that doesn't seem right that seems too light never mind 35 (laughs) pounds heavier than a baby in a car seat that's probably as heavy as a baby i do have a scale uh i would have to leave the here the recording studio you know what it's not it's not that important Um, i'll find out and i'll put it on our facebook i'm just interested to know how weak you are is all i'm saying (laughs) Oh, great. Yeah. Well, very. I bet we can find out. I can answer that for you. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, what else we got around here? What's the next? Oh, we've got some cool stuff. What's this Lin-Manuel Miranda thing? All right. So we know Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's making the rounds. He's going to be in Mary Poppins. He's Mm -hmm. done Hamilton. He's doing all kinds of stuff, contributing stuff to other things. I mean, he's just all up in the Disney universe right now. Mm-hmm. He did a song for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Well, Old job. he is joining Alan Menken for the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Nice. So we don't really know exactly what his role is going to be because all of Menken's songs from the original film are going to be in the live-action from what we've heard. But, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've got Beauty and the Beast coming out in March. Peach Dragon is currently out. We're going to talk about Peach Dragon in a minute. But there is a live-action Little Mermaid. I was wondering if it was going to come. Oh, man. I just, I'm, look, they're doing a good job. I don't want to be the naysayer, but I don't understand doing the live, I guess I understand it. It's like, oh, it's neat to see it live-action, but... Well, you know, it is neat to see it live action, except for there aren't real mermaids. Right. They're not real. So, I mean, that could be cool to see, like, them do live action mermaids. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of them, not just one or two. And not the scary kind that were in Pirates. Right. And Speaking of Pirates. uh Uh-oh. Kira Knightley's joining the Disney universe (laughs) again. (laughs) Well, good segue. Thanks. Good segue. You ride I mean, with like me on my segue? you just snatched me right off of where I was standing and drug me on that segue. 
<laughs> she's going to be playing the Sugar Plum Fairy in Disney's The Nutcracker. We did talk about The Nutcracker mm-hmm. an episode or two ago. We were yep. talking about Misty Copeland being the first African woman, African American woman that is a principal dancer at the American Ballet Theater, mm-hmm. and that she's going to be involved. Um, so is Maureen Freeman, and now. Kira Knightley is going to be involved as well in this live-action upcoming adaptation of The Nutcracker. I'm Morgan Freeman. Hmm. I was waiting for more. I thought you were going to start talking about penguins or something. I'm Morgan Freeman. Let's talk about penguins. What is this? Hey, stop it. What is this going? What is happening? Why is there noise? Stop the noise. Stop the noise. These websites that just start automatically playing videos. Peach Dragon. Yes. So Peach Dragon came out, and I found this article on Forbes about it. Mm -hmm. And the title, I think, of the article really says it all. It says that Disney's Peach Dragon is great is more important than if it's a box office hit. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was reading this article, and it was talking about how it's not going to be this huge, huge, crazy moneymaker. It's not going to be a Force Awakens. It had a $21.5 million opening weekend. And honestly, that's probably okay from what they were saying here, mm-hmm. is that it's okay if it's a solid double-digit you know, film or double-digit, but like, um, what am I trying to say? It's not a home run film. Right. It's a doubles film. That's what I'm trying to okay. say. So like, it's a good solid, like a good base hit. Base hit. And the thing about it is that it actually cost a lot less to make than some of the others, like Cinderella and Maleficent. The job cost a lot less to make. Even with like the the CGI dragon. Yeah. So it only cost sixty five million dollars to produce. Wow. Uh, Cinderella was ninety five million, mm-hmm. and like Jungle Book. Maleficent and some of those others were in between the 170 to 210 million dollar range okay. to make. So it's significantly less expensive, mm-hmm. and you know it shows what Disney can do with a cast that's not all these like big huge stars, in um, something that's not just a fairy tale princess kind of thing. And the thing about the film is that from what everybody's saying, is that it's a solid, really good movie. Now, there's some people are saying that it missed the mark on some of the emotions or whatever, but most of what I've heard is that the movie is a good movie. So you haven't yeah. had a chance to see it yet? Not yet. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually excited. I mean, I've seen the original Peach Dragon, and I own it, actually. So I can't wait. I do want to get the Elliot Build-A-Bear, because the Elliot Build-A-Bear <laughs> dragon is really cute. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've just heard that it's just an actually really solid, good movie. I had a dragon one time crawl through a river. That's a Shawshank reference I was about to do. (laughs) A river of mess I don't even want to imagine. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm Morgan Freeman. This is the, oh my God, there's penguins on my body. I'm Morgan Freeman. Welcome to Oh My God, There's Penguins on My Body. Uh, Teresa, so you you haven't seen it. You want to see it. You want to get the Build-A-Bear. And, of course, you want to get the Build-A-Bear. That's <laughs> Build-A-Bears are your Star Wars action figures. Let's be yeah. honest. 
Well, I did get a I did get a Care Bear the other day. Oh yeah, like an actual Care Bear. Care Bear Build a Bear and a My Little Pony Build a Bear. All right, let me ask you something. Mm. This Care Bear Build a Bear. What was the symbol on its tummy? It's Cheer Bear. Don't it's tell the... me. I was going to tell you oh, which one it was. Darn. I was going to tell you which one it was based on the symbol on its okay. tummy. It's it's. I am always disturbed by how well I know the Care Bears. Okay, let's play a game. Okay. okay. There is a cloud on its tummy. That's Grumpy Bear. There is a heart on its tummy, and it's a bear. That's Tender Heart Bear. Okay. There is a shamrock. That's Good Luck Bear. There is a sun. That's Friendship Bear. No. No, it's not Friendship Bear? No, Friendship Bear is the flowers. Friendship Blair is the flowers, yes. So it's just Sunshine Bear. Funshine. Funshine Bear. Okay. Um, so do we? Do you know the cousins? I don't know the cousins as well. <clears throat> okay. I know the line okay. is Braveheart. No? Yes. Okay. The elephant is Strongheart? Uh, I think so. Um, do you know the penguin? Uh, no. Cozy Heart? Cozy Heart. The raccoon? Sneaky heart? Bright heart. <laughs> the, the elephant's not strong heart. What is the um, Care Bear Cousins? And the Care Bear Cousins are some of my favorite. Yeah. They, they had, I just didn't know their names. We I, care a lot. We care a lot. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Well, listen, let's not fall down. Okay. So here we are. Okay. Um, um, that's too small for me to see. Playful heart is the monkey. Oh, I was going Gentle to think. Heart I, I thought it was lamb. throwing poop heart was the monkey. <laughs> I can't see that one. It's too small. This picture is too small. Care Bear Cousins Elephant. They're calling him Lots of Heart. That's it. Lots of Heart. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know the cousins' names as well as I knew the the bears' names. I can't so, remember. Oh, Swiftheart Rabbit, Proudheart. I do cat. remember Swiftheart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, hey, let's talk about Lilo Heart. Lilo Heart. <laughs> Stitch Heart. Stitch Heart Alien. Stitch. <laughs> let's do this. back this way go pick someone out you always remember your very first pet are there any animals in here you knew you had found your best friend hi how and you knew he had found you wow all of our dogs are adoptable except that one what is that thing a dog i think but it was hit by a truck does it have to be this dog yes he's good I can tell. You'll have to think of a name for him. His name is Ditch. All Lilo wanted was a pet of her own. Bad dog. Be careful of the little angel. It's not an angel, Lilo. I don't even think it's a dog. Who knows where this thing came from? What she got was an alien named Stitch. He got the witch. Oh, great. He's loose. Where is he? A planet called 
Earth. Next summer, two worlds will come together, and paradise will never be the same. Look. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. What is that thing? You sure it's a dog? He's staring at me like he's gonna eat me. Him back. What about Ohana? Huh? Huh? Ohana means family. Family means nobody, nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Which is precisely why you must now bring him back. What me? <laughs> Samba? Aliens are attacking my house. Aloha! I am the one they call when things go wrong. Great! He's loose! Things have indeed gone wrong. Walt Disney Pictures presents... Stage! A story of loyalty. Don't leave me, okay? Okay. Friendship. You came back. Nobody gets left behind. And family. Our family's little, but if you want, you could be a part of it. Her name is Lilo. Ooh, that's my puppy. His name is Stitch. You're from outer space. Wow. I heard the surface choice. Yeah. Disney's Lilo and Stitch. Good puppy. Coming to theaters this summer. Oh, man. Let's get this out of the way right now. If you don't like this movie, I question whether or not you have a heart. Let's go down the checklist first, shall we? Dead parents? Check. Outcast heroine? Check. Unlikely friendship? Check. Kicking soundtrack? Check and check. Kicking score? I don't know. Just ask the guy who scored Back to the Future. This movie has it all, from spaceship chases and dogfights to alien conspiracies to making you care about an ugly little spud who goes all the way around the ugly tree to be cute. Lilo is a different sort of little girl, but she's got a great heart. Her sister Nani is trying to hold things together after the death of their parents. Unfortunately, a social worker disguised as Ving Rhames doesn't think Nani is capable of raising Lilo. His suspicions are heightened by the trouble caused for Lilo by N and Nani by their new dog, Stitch, who's not really a dog but an experimental life form created by a mad alien scientist. His nature is to be destructive, but can the love of a little girl change his destructive ways? Will he escape the clutches of the Galactic Federation people organization thing? Will they ever find out mosquitoes aren't endangered? Who knows? Well, I mean about the mosquito thing. The other things will be answered in this movie. This is Lilo and Stitch. And here's Teresa with some history. I'm sure you know everything there is to know about the castle. Oh, well, actually, I... Uh, yes, I do. As you... Alrighty, so this is Disney's 42nd animated film. We are almost it, caught up. I know. And it is the second of three Disney animated features that would be produced primarily at the Florida Animation Studio located at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Pretty cool. Nice. Leela and Stitch was made in Florida. We saw Stitch in Florida. We did see Stitch in Florida. So on June 21st, 2002, it was released to all theaters 
and it came out to positive reviews and it was actually nominated for the 2002 Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. But it actually was, that award was won by Spirited Away. Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Okay, Freeze, Vamp, okay. gotta answer a phone call. All right, and uh, so that's the first part of the history you'll hear. Teresa's currently answering a phone call and she'll come back. I don't want to step on her history giving ways but i will say this that i was gonna ask you if you could get roses yes oh i just unmuted my mic yes (laughs) hang on okay the answer to that question is i could but i'm probably not going to because roses from georgia to texas just won't make it i don't think um i guess you could do like a 1-800-Flowers or one of those services kind of things and handle those but yeah that yeah I mean, look, if it's a need, I will meet the need that is met. By the way, if you're not listening to the Big Honkin' Show, bighonkinshow.com, you're missing a good time. We have fun every day around 11 o'clock uh, a.m. If it's going to be later, I'll tweet people and let them know. I'll tweet out from the Big Honkin' Show Twitter. If you're missing that, I think you're missing a good time. We've had a lot of people from the Disney Vault Talk listenership come on over and hang out with us on, on the Big Honkin' Show. It's I need there, to do that. It's there where we reveal stuff like the animals are really evil. And apparently, Crispy... <laughs> they throw poo. And we found out that... Uh, we've, we have recently found out that Dunkin' Donuts may be tied in with Bigfoot somehow, so... What? Long story, but Daniel and Indy did the research. He almost gave, he almost died finding Way this out. Way to go, so. Daniel mm-hmm. and Indy. So where were we? All right. So the film came out and studio, it was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but Studio Ghibli's Spirited Away actually won that award. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing. The little girl who plays Lilo also was a voice in Spirited Away. Really? Interesting. That's Very cool. interesting. So the success of the film turned this basically into a franchise. Lilo and Stitch is a franchise, folks. Yep. So there was a direct-to-video sequel mm-hmm. after this called Stitch the Movie. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. And it actually led into a TV show. And so in Stitch the Movie, the other 625 experiments actually get out. And so they have to try to get them back. And that leads into a TV show, which is all based on every episode they're trying to get one of Stitch's cousins. Mm. And so that's pretty good. And the TV show is actually really fun. And then that led into, so that's that TV show was called Lilo and Stitch the series, and it ran from 2003 to 2006. And then there was another direct-to-video sequel called Lilo and Stitch Two. Stitch has a glitch. So this is different it, from Stitch the movie. Yes. Wow. Stitch the movie was kind of like an in-betweener. And okay. then Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch, is actually really sad because it seems like Stitch is going to die. Oh, my lanta. Yeah. He doesn't die. Oh, okay, type. good. Okay. And then that was That's, released oh. in 2005. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third sequel. It was a TV film called Leroy and Stitch, and that helped wrap up the end of the TV series. Oh, so all of that was really cool. And while this was going on, an anime was actually made to air in Japan. And it was called Stitch. And it ran from 2008 to 2011. I'm sorry, what? There's a whole other separate series? There's an anime that aired in Japan. Oh, That's yeah. how he sounds in Japan. So pretty cool. And the interesting thing about this is that other animation studios produce the sequel films and series. So 
Stitch the movie and Lilo and Stitch the series and Leroy and Stitch were produced by Walt Disney Television Animation. Mm -hmm. Stitch has a glitch was made by Disney Toon Studios. So. Okay. Pretty interesting. And then you've got the Stitch cartoon being made over in Japan. Right. So the production of Lilo and Stitch actually began when Michael Eisner was in charge. And in the wake of a number of high-profile and large-budget Disney animated features, he felt that the studio should try its hand at a smaller and less expensive film. And so this idea was actually inspired by the production of Dumbo, which was made very economically safe, if you remember our Dumbo episode, Mm -hmm. in 1941, in the wake of Pinocchio and Fantasia, which were both super expensive. So they made Dumbo on the cheap. And so this was kind of the idea is that Stitch would be made on the cheap. Right. Now, Chris Sanders, who was the head storyboard artist at the time, was asked to pitch an idea. And so he actually pitched the character of Stitch, who he actually created for a children's book in 1985 that he pitched, but the book never went anywhere. So Stitch was born in 1985. Guess who else was born in 1985? Teresa. Yep. Look at me. Stitch and I are the same age. Um, so I am looking at this stitched anime thing right now. Oh, no. And apparently it aired on Disney Channel with an English dub. Did it really? And instead of, um, Hawaii, he goes, he lands in Okinawa. Ichiriba Chode. No idea. Weird. Anyhow, yeah, so basically, Dr. Jumba's laboratory, um, he escapes from, and uh, he makes an emergency land on Earth. He finds himself in an Okinawan island and meets a young girl named Yuna. Hmm. Instead of Lilo. It looks like it also aired in Australia, Latin America, and Scandinavian countries. Well, maybe that's And briefly in the U.S. on Disney XD. Look at that. Crazy. Crazy. It follows the events of Leroy and Stitch. This this show follows the events. He leaves after 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 the Leroy and Stitch. He does not stay with Lilo. He Yuna has replaced him. What? But her. But Ohana means family. So it says Lilo goes pretty much unmentioned until a season three episode entitled Lilo. The episode begins with Stitch riding to school with Yuna on the way there. Stitch spots a familiar face and Lilo's in the bus. (gasps) He manages to catch up with the tour bus and reunite with his friend. He and Lilo hang out on the beach as if they had never spent a day apart. Yuna is somewhat upset after she finds out that Stitch had a family she didn't know about and Pleakley takes the time to explain to her the events between Stitch in the movie Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, but why didn't he... St- mm. Okay, so according to Pleakley, after Lilo grew up, she went away to college and Stitch took on a mission with the Galactic Alliance that required... Oh, okay, so this is after Lilo has grown up. Earth. This is after Lilo's grown up and going to college then. When they said their goodbyes, they agreed to reunite reunite on the beach in four years. And so you see a grown-up Lilo, about the same height as Nani, 
Four years passed, and when Stitch returned to the beach, Lilo was nowhere. Okay, so so when they say their goodbyes in the episode, they agree to reunite on the beach in four years. Oh my! And then um, four years passed, and when Stitch returned to the beach, Lilo was nowhere to be found. According to Pleakley, he went mad with grief and crash landed his ship on an island in Japan. Oh wow. Oh, okay, and so as it turns out, the girl that Stitch was playing with on the beach, and he thought was Lilo, Mm -hmm. is actually Ani, Lilo's daughter. Shut up. Ani tries to tell her mom that she found Stitch, but Lilo doesn't believe her. And they head to the airport to fly home, and Ani is distraught because she did not get to say goodbye to Stitch. Realizing this might be his last chance to see Lilo, he rushes to the airport to catch up with his Ohana before they leave Japan. In the nick of time, Stitch catches up with Lilo and Ani, and the real Lilo finally gets to see Stitch. They share a heartfelt reunion, and Lilo explains why he couldn't find her on the beach. The day they were supposed to reunite, Lilo's sister was having a baby, and she couldn't leave her. As soon as she could, Lilo came to the beach, but by that time, Stitch was gone. Oh, man. All right, I am. I found this episode. He's going through the airport, and there they are. I missed you so much. The time we had together. Oh my god! Me, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I'll come back soon, promise. Meanwhile, you look after your new family, okay? Okitaka, I'll roll. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh my gosh, what are they doing to me? Why would they do this? What? What is this whole thing about? Why are they doing this? Why are they just tugging the heartstrings constantly? This is like an unknown world of Lilo oh and Stitch. Oh my gosh, it's so hateful, but. What in the heck? Oh, he got her right before she got on the plane. Oh. And she's talking like an anime character, all fast and <laughs> choppy. I'm so sorry, but you must now stay with your new family. Ah. Okay, people, go on YouTube for real. They're broken. Oh, my God. But they're good. And she does have a little girl that looks just like her, like Lilo. That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Wearing a little flower dress and everything. Uh, Lilo may be... Let's go ahead. Then We'll get into this. We got to continue on. I'm sorry to derail us during the history. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Oh, Okay. So all of that aside, I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Lilo opened in second place at the box office with $35.3 million in its first weekend, less than $500,000 behind the film Minority Report. Uh. In its second week, it fell to third, again behind Steven, Bielb- blah, 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 blah. Steven Spielberg's film. The film ended up earning $145.8 million in the United States. Mm-hmm. And Canada, and $127.3 million internationally, totaling $273.1 million globally. Box Office Mojo estimates that the film sold over 53 million tickets during its original run. So Lilo and Stitch was released on VHS and DVD on December 3rd, 2002. Mm-hmm. And in 2009, a special two-disc DVD Big Wave edition was released featuring a making-of documentary, more deleted scenes, and including the original climax. Oh, we haven't talked about this yet. What? So I'll, there was a whole different ending. So we'll get there. Give me a minute. Okay. 
So the film was released on Blu-ray on June 11, 2013 in a two-movie collection with its sequel, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch. And that's the one where Stitch almost dies. Mm-hmm. This, is this the most heart-wrenching series? Of- I can't. I don't. Like, really? He, she doesn't show up and he gets depressed and so he goes and finds a new family and then he sees little Lilo that's not actually Lilo. Oh, and then the plane. I mean, it's like an old... 20s movie yeah well stitch has a glitch sounds almost like et yeah he's just gonna sit there and die almost yeah he came to me he came to me i watched that this weekend that was a mistake okay that movie you want to talk about killing you oh when he starts screaming he came to me Mm. ready (sighs) yeah continue fun fact Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's fun facts time. I'm getting all caught up in the... Here we go. Fun facts. Fun facts. Say it proud and geek out loud. It's fun facts. All right. So the original storyline required a remote, non-urban location. So it was originally intended to take place in Kansas. Oh, like Smallville. <laughs> so the decision to change the film setting to the Hawaiian island of Kauai, it was an important choice in defining the plot more clearly, and no other animated feature had ever taken place in the Hawaiian islands before. So in Sanders words, he said, animation has been set so much in ancient medieval Europe, so many fairy tales find their roots there, that to place it in Hawaii was kind of a big leap. But that choice went to color the entire movie and rewrite the story for us. That's, you know, that there is the big moment where... He takes her riding on the big wheel the, all over the yeah. island, and it's just surrounded by water. And she just says, it's just so great, because the cause the one, Jumba, has said, the first thing he will do is find a city and go cause all kinds of havoc, you know, stealing people's left shoe and everything. And she's like, it's so nice to not be to be on an island with no big cities. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, argh, argh. Oh. All right, so when the animation team visited Kauai to research, that's when they learned of Ohana from oh. their tour guide. And so they allowed Ohana to become a very important part of the movie. Now, mm. if you notice, the backgrounds, mm-hmm. they were watercolor painted. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time that that's been done since Dumbo. Yep. And so that was pretty amazing. The film's extraterrestrial elements, such as the spaceships, were designed to resemble marine life like whales and crabs. They do, and they very well do. But there's also a piglet and a tigger. What? In that, in their, uh, in the forces, yeah. The 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 little girl that tells the the female officer that's like he's headed toward a planet called ER. Oh, ER. Yeah, that looks like piglet. That reminds me of piglet. And there's another officer that turns around the bridge and says something that looks so much like tigger, just different colors. Oh, I'll have mm-hmm. to look for it. Also, you mentioned you know using the the stuff from Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo's come up a couple of times here in the conversation based on like the cost and everything. Um, there is actually a Dumbo in the movie. I noticed on her little easel. Um, oh, in her room, yeah. there's a little stuffed Dumbo toy. Yeah, it's like they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So originally, no, I stitched- think they just accidentally drew a Dumbo. Dirt to dirt, like invisible wind. Okay. So originally Stitch was the, supposed to be the leader of an intergalactic gang and mm. Jumbo was one of his former cronies that oh. was summoned by the Intergalactic Council to ca- to capture him. Okay. Super glad they didn't go with that. No, so like he's version. so like he's the bad guy and the bad guy is the only one that can bring in the bad guy. He's like Al Capone. What are you doing, Jumbo? You can't take me. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So here's 
where you were like, what? With the ending. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the biggest change in the film after testing it came to the film's third act. In the original third act, Stitch, Nani, Jumbo, and Pleakley hijacked a Boeing 747 jet from the Laihu Airport and flew it through downtown Honolulu Mm -mm. to save Lilo. Oh, wow. But after September 11th, the sequence was revised so that Stitch instead flew a spaceship through the mountains of Kauai. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's probably a good... I think that was a smart choice on their part, especially given the time of release. But I like the I like the spaceship going through the mountains. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. They never really leave Kauai. I think that when you um, there's that one shot of the big fat guy with the ice cream, and it's like he's finally about to eat it, and then the wing, and like I'm just watching the wing, and it just hits that thing perfectly, knocks it <laughs> off the, and Fatty looks so sad that his ice cream has hit the ground yet again. Yeah. So if you want to see the original ending, you can watch it on the Big Wave edition. They included it on there. Now, this next one kind of disturbed me. It's, yeah, I'm reading it right now. And I'm not- so there was a scene where Lilo introduces Stitch to Pudge the Fish, mm-hmm. which ultimately <laughs> led to the death of Pudge the Fish. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Then Lilo takes Pudge's body Mm-mm. to the same graveyard where her parents nope. were buried. Nope. And this is how Stitch learns the consequences of his actions. No. It gains an understanding no, of mortality. No, I'm, I'm so glad they didn't put that in there. That is too dark. That's too dark. <laughs> That's too dark, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh, I couldn't. When I read that, I was like, what? Too dark. That's crazy. Wow. I love this movie so much, though, Teresa. This, I mean, just watching it today, doing some stuff, and, and have, it was just, uh and I've only seen it like twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like, I love this movie so much. Right down, I mean, the characters are great. Stitch is fantastic. Um, uh, I love the designs, the character designs of Lilo and Nani. You know, the, Nani especially is not like this slender, thin, like typical Disney princess, tiny little thing kind of mm-hmm. person. You know, like there's some meat on her bones. And, and it just, everything feels natural and the and the relationship with her and, and David and everything is just so cool. And then you, you throw in the the extraterrestrial aspect with Pleakley and um and and Jimba and all that they're doing and and, and I'm sorry, Cobra Bubbles, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Greatest name. Your ever. knuckles say what did his knuckles say? Yeah, Cobra. Oh yeah, yeah Cobra. He's like, she's like, what's your name, Mr. Bubbles? She's like, your knuckles say cobra. But I mean, the minute. like cobra bubbles. (laughs) But I mean, the minute we're introduced to Lilo playing in the water and and swimming and stuff, and then she's running to to dance rehearsal, you know, and she's just dripping wet. And, um, and it, and, uh, it's just, you just fall in love with her immediately. Um, yeah, so there's this cool article I found. It's on BuzzFeed, but it said Lilo and Stitch was the most real Disney movie of all time. Hmm. And so it goes into why. And it says, as great as other Disney movies are, they present totally unrealistic standards of beauty. So Lilo and Stitch broke out of the body type mold, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Lilo wasn't like the other kids. She was chubby and weird and sort of dark. Which is true. When it. she's like, "Leave me alone to die," I just want. And she hug puts her. her. She's like, "My friends need to be punished." And she's got a book of it. 
<laughs> she's putting them in. She's putting like su- uh, spoon voodoo dolls. She's made voodoo dolls out of spoons and she's putting them in a pickle jar and shaking them around. <laughs> yeah. Um, she dealt with the struggles of being an outsider, um, representing a lot of kids who feel left out. She was realistic, um, just like real children. She was a brat at times. Mm-hmm. God, hang on a second, okay? I'm sorry. Oh, am I vamping? I'm vamping. I yeah. She her whole. I just from the minute she like shows up late and she's she reminds me a little bit of Ramona Quimby. If you ever read the Ramona books. Those, oh yeah, that was the I remember those. Yeah. I didn't read a ton of them, but. I was all up in the Ramona books as a kid. Loved them. Loved them. Them and Super Fudge. And mm. she reminds me, and I think that's what she reminds me of, are those type characters from back in the day that they're lovable, but they're making the same mistakes that I always made as a kid. You know, I remember having a um, having a musical when I was like in second grade that we were doing at the school, like with chorus class or whatever, and I was playing a monkey. I was, you know, I had a little monkey costume and everything, but one of the things I had to do was so that my legs would not be, you know, white as a sheet, was wear uh, hose, you know, little tight kind of things. And um, I didn't know what I was doing, and I put my monkey suit on before I pulled the hose up around my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know I was supposed to put those on first, along with the old underwear, you know. And uh, next thing I know, I'm standing out there in front of a group of people, you know, the the monkey with the albino legs, because I just wasn't going to get undressed and put those O's on. And that, and and I'm just like, I was embarrassed as all get out. I'm like, I look like I'm standing here in weird underwear. Um, and that's, but that's a kid. That's the kid stuff we all do. We all have those awkward, weird moments of things, you know. Um, so this article continues into talking about her doll. And that Nani was curvy and athletic and that there was a romance between her and David, but it never really took center stage. And that Stitch wasn't a cute animal sidekick. And just all these kind of things Mm -hmm. that really make it such a real movie and not just, you know, a typical... Here's what I want to know. I want to know how Cobra Bubbles... (laughs) becomes a social worker so there are some theories out there i want that story yeah there are some theories i they're not i don't like them i don't Mm -hmm. think they sound like they would like they make any kind of sense at all right but there's a theory that their parents were also in the cia with cobra bubbles and Mm -hmm. that he's not actually a social worker that he had made an effort to like they had asked him to take care of their kids or to watch after oh, them or something okay. you know and so he's doing that as a favor to her parents okay but i don't know i don't know how much i believe all that but no, i just think it's funny that he used to be cia and he knows like he's like yeah i, I made him think the mosquito was an endangered species <laughs> it's such a great moment at the end where it all just kind of ties in it's like okay so this guy's been he's kind of in the know but he's not in the know you know but suddenly he is more valuable than ever um i just i thought his character was great and intriguing and i want to see the story of cobra bubbles from cia you know involved in the roswell situation well you know i love this movie i watch this movie probably at least once a month yeah really oh yeah Wow. Well, it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. so it's easy. <laughs> That's true. It is on Netflix. Now. But 
I just, I love Lilo. I mm-hmm. think she's a perfect character. Yes. There's not many characters that are perfect, but she is. And Stitch is just as perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing about Stitch that is bad. Yeah. You know, he is exactly who he's supposed to be, and he develops exactly the way that you would think that he would, but also unexpectedly, and especially during the surfing scene mm-hmm. when he's like, well, I want to get in the water. I want to play, you know? Yeah. And it's just so cool. And all of the characters, every single one of them, is, plays a very important role, even Captain Gantu. And he's like this crazy shark thing. <laughs> and it's like, but at the same time, he's really awesome. I don't know. And I love that they, at the end, they get a little hover car. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we had power wheels. They yeah, get that. That's right. It's so cool, but there's just so much, and it's so real, because I was Lilo, like, where people didn't, you know, the little girls didn't like me because I didn't look like them or act like them or whatever, you know, and it's, I just, oh, I love this movie. I love everything about this movie. I, well, Not only I think, that. I think we're all Lilo. We are. I think that I think that everyone can, on some level, identify with that child. Like, because we all have stories where we screwed up as kids. We all have stories where we felt like the outcast as kids, you know, her age. And we all have those moments in time when someone comes along who just gets us or someone comes along who we get, you know, and we understand them in a way that just kind of transcends normalcy. It's like, you know, the bond that she and Stitch begin to develop comes because she just refuses to, um, she refuses to give up on him and until he leaves, you know, and she's like, I understand if you want to go, you know, like she's just kind of sad at that point. She's got nothing else to give and, and she lets him go and, and, and he goes out. Oh my gosh, it just breaks my heart when he's just out. He's like lost. Uh, and, oh, and then, and, and then he has the little book. Yes. And he's, the like, duckling. he's like lost, lost. <laughs> and then, um, and then Jumish comes up and he's like, I'm waiting for my family. And he's like, you he's don't like, have- you don't have a thing. Oh, and it's just like, no. And his family is back at the house, and he doesn't even know it. Oh man. You know, your family doesn't, and it, it really highlights that your family doesn't have to look like you. Right. Your family is whatever you make your family to be, and mm-hmm. for them, their family ends up being Jumba and Pleakley and David. You know, and they they build this family together, this Ohana that mm-hmm. is so perfect for them. Mm-hmm. And I think Cobra Bubbles is there too. Yeah, well, Cobra Bubbles and then Jumba and Pleakley too mm-hmm. end up being a part of the gang. And what I really dig is you go back to David. I dig David. I think David is one of the greatest male characters that we've been given in a Disney movie thus far, mm-hmm. outside of maybe a Mufasa, um, because he is—he's a normal dude. He screws up, you know. Like when she's like, "Did you catch yourself on fire again?" No, just the stage, <laughs> and you know, and 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 that there's that moment where you know he's found her a job. Like he's doing this thing where he's going out and he's like, "I want to help this person that I care so deeply about, and maybe it'll bring her to care about me." You know, to show her if I can show her how much I care, maybe she will care back. You know, and. And when they're running, she's like, oh, I owe you big time. He's like, no, you don't owe me anything. Just date me and we'll call it even. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great little throwaway line. It's a great moment, but it's so natural. And it's just, he is, um, 
I, I love his character because he just rolls with whatever happens. Because right, and when he sees them all sad, he's like, there's no better cure than a, for a sour face than a couple of boards and some choice weights. Mm-hmm. And they go have just a good day on the beach. and then, But, I mean, everything. Like, he just rolls with the whole situation. The way that someone who genuinely cares does. It's not like... Because they go through the mess in this movie. That's the other thing. This isn't a... You know, damsel in distress, I came and rescued you and we fell in love at first sight. This is a, there's an established relationship and now we're going through some mess together. You've already been through some mess and I understand that you've had a rough go of it. And I just want you to know that I'm here and I'm sticking through it. That's a that's a relationship. I agree yeah, with that article it, you brought up. I think this may very well be one of the most real Disney movies we've ever had. Yeah, and you know, they, they even address people that are poor you know, and don't have a lot of money and they're trying to make it on, make it just as its sisters. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because, you know, she, she loses her job. She's about to lose her sister. You know, they, they've gone through the death of their parents and they're just trying to find stability. And while Stitch at first seems like he's just going to be a cause of more trouble, he actually leads to stability in their life. Mm -hmm. He provides that pathway, and it's just, I, oh, God. I just feel like this is this is everybody's life. Just in, in a lot of ways, yeah. a blue alien. <laughs> in a lot of ways, it is. It really, truly is. Um, I, I just, I could not get over just how, like I say, just quickly, just out of the blue, all of a sudden, I would be squirting tears watching watching this movie today just you know things that were said and things that were done when he uh, anytime stitch just when stitch finally found his heart you know when he finally turns that corner and is like this is what matters to me you know all of his little speeches he gives all little things he says is just perfect so perfect you know well and he's being so nice to the to the lady what's her name the the grand council woman yeah and he's like He's like, can what does he say? He's like, can Stitch, can Stitch can, say goodbye? Yeah, can Stitch say goodbye? And he's like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just looking at him. He's like, this is my family. It's broken, but good. Yeah. Yeah, good. And it's oh. Mm. But it's but here's the thing. As much as it tugs on the heartstrings, this is a hilarious movie as well. It is. There it is, is so much funny. funny stuff. And and I said it at the outset when when she brings him into the bedroom. <laughs> there's all just the this does such a great job of comedic timing with just awkward stares and awkward moments. You mentioned her just kind of laying on the floor, you know, and wouldn't let Nani in the in the house or whatever. She's like, I'm going to die. Um, but that moment when she walks into Nani's bedroom, she's like, watch this. Oh, yes. And she drops his finger on the record and then opens his mouth and says, we can't go on together with suspicious. Mine's with suspicious. Mine. <laughs> it's just like that bit owned me completely. That was funny. But you know what else is funny? One of my favorites is when she puts the lay on him. Mm-hmm. And he just like falls over. Yes, like I, I'm like, what mystical power does this lay have? <laughs> yeah, because he's all he builds tissues. He goes and he builds San Francisco, and she's like, oh, San, San Francisco. Francisco, and then she's like, brah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, and I think there's a lot to be said. Oh, I don't want to get serious again. But it's more positive than the serious we got on Fox and the Hound. I think there's a lot to be said about the message this movie sends as far as the way we deal with people in our lives is that is that love is what's going to overcome things is that when you you know when you have people in your life who you don't want you don't want people that are destructive or intentionally harming you in your life but there are some people who just they have emotional issues they have things going on and and the answer is always 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 love and and this movie just shows that from start to finish is that you know, as I said at the outset, Lilo is a little girl who will not give up on Stitch. You know, when she adopts him, she he is hers, and she paid two dollars for him, and that's a cute little scene. Can I borrow two? Yeah. <laughs> and just the quick little, let me take that back from you. Give it to her. She gives it to me. Now I give it back to you. Um, it's just a. It's just a. It, she is not going to give up on Stitch, and she sees Stitch the way she sees herself. No one else would want this thing. And but she does. She sees the good in him, and I just she is just the perfect little character. She is just mm-hmm. out. I mean, I just want to hug her the whole dang time. What about Ohana? <laughs> Don't you pull that on me? Don't pull Ohana on me. I I think also I think I've got some Pacific Islander in me, particularly of the Samoan blood. Um, I if I don't, I wish I did. I, I want to be a Samoan so bad I can't stand it. Um, they're big people who are just happy, go lucky. You know, nothing really gets them down. And I love the I love her instructor at the beginning. You know, and he's not like angry. He's not flying off the handle at her. He's just like, we're gonna have to call your sister. You know, like he's just he's very mellow. The disappointment's coming through, but it's not. You know, that culture is so uh, stereotypically laid back and easy going and when you get to meet people who are from the island you find out yeah they pretty much are that way and um i just i I think it's outstanding i think that that i love that culture uh the music the the hawaiian music just makes me feel things yeah the hawaiian music's great and you were talking and i was thinking about the whole line about pudge the fish because you were talking about the gutter dance instructor guy (laughs) Yeah, she, she was goes. like, I was late because I had to feed Pudge the fish. And he's like, Pudge the fish? And she's like, he controls the weather. <laughs> and she was she was like, I was late because I had to go to the store because we were out of peanut butter. Jesus. And my sister told me to feed him tuna. Do you know what tuna is? He's like, fish. fish. And she's like, if I fed Pudge tuna, I'd be an abomination. I'd be an abomination. <laughs> That's a great line. Oh, it's such a great line. So I was late because I had to go to the store and get peanut butter because all we had was stinking tuna. <laughs> I love it. That's such a great line. And then, oh, it's so sad when she's like, are you girls going to go play dolls? And they're like, nope. And she pulls her little doll out and she explains why she looks so weird and everything. She's like, she has this whole backstory. And then the girls laugh and leave her and she throws the doll down and walks away and then comes back over the hill and like picks her up and hugs her. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to leave it's just such a, uh, it's just these moments that they capture are so good, are so good. Um, I want to talk about some of this Hawaiian music, um, if we may. 
Of course. Uh, it opens and up. I used one of these songs in, in my wedding, actually, my wedding reception, Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, mm-hmm. is the song that Greg and I came into the wedding reception oh, to. Oh, cool. Well, this is this is the one it opens up with, Hey Mele No Lilo. And, um... Mahalo I got a video pulled up here that's like translating this stuff and it's like just the uh, just the celebration of the islands and the people of the islands that go on in this music is just so great but it's got that cool just rhythm and 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 you just there's a depth of history to the song even even if you don't know the language you just kind of feel that in the language like it to me it almost seems like a secret that like you know none of us will ever be on because we're stupid mainlanders and um but but there's like a secret code that they're they're talking about in a history that you know that we that's so rich that we don't understand I, I just love it I love the way it makes me feel and um and so as the as the movie's coming on you know they're playing that and they're showing the images of Lilo swimming around and stuff and, and getting to her dance recital and they go into the whole dance thing and mm-hmm. um but then this I one, love the little thing she does with her foot. Like the little whatever that's called. The, hula hula whatever. The, the hula twist? Or whatever with her little foot. I don't know. Oh Mal, Mal, Maui Mark's in the chat. Mm-hmm. He says it's authentic. The music's sung by a local school. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I didn't even think about Maui Mark being at come visit. I wish I could, Maui. Can I stay with you? <laughs> how about that? I was going to tell the zoo crew how hard it is to live here. He changed his mind. Mm-hmm. I under, the cost of living is high in Hawaii. I get that. So mm-hmm. he's going to focus on the positive for us. So um, yeah. So yeah, Maui. I'll come stay with you. I'll I'll fly myself out there, and uh, and just stay at your house, sleep on your couch, and um just spend some days at the Do beach. Hawaiians have couches? Yeah, why not? Or, know. you know, on your hammock then. Lilo lays on the floor, I don't know. <laughs> My hammock's been tainted by a bear. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll come... Uh, they don't have bears in Hawaii. Oh, well, that's kind of sad. They got sharks, though. That's true. There I don't know sharks. that I'm ever going to get in the ocean again. I think I've kind of talked myself out of that. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll go sit on the beach. Um... But then there's this one, the Hawaiian roller coaster ride, which is the whole surf scene, which just, again, it's the music that makes me feel. So I want to play a little bit of it.
I never learned to surf. I've never learned to surf either, but I like that song. I do too, and it kind of makes me want to learn to surf. I'm probably too fat to surf these days. So, so, um, yeah. But we can try. They have Costco too, no snakes. I don't care about all that. (laughs) Listen, I'll just live in a hammock in your yard, and then you can say your hammock's been tainted by a bear. Yeah, surfing does make you shark bait, but I tell you, if I could if I could master the art of surfing, I may actually get in. I, I might have actually gotten into that a long time ago. So I think I'm a little too fat, though. But that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I All love, right, well, now it's time to break into the Elvis. Of course it is. I want to bring up one more thing that I, was, that I noticed when we were watching that thing. Number one, the whole moment, and you mentioned it, where he's like, I want to play, too. I want to play, too. But when, she, when he's on her board, when he's on Nani's board... And he sees uh, David and Lilo surf away, and like he starts just dancing around, like "Let's go, let's go, let's go!" And she just kind of the whole scene is her just kind of giving weird looks to him, He's just like looking off, yeah, like "What am I doing here? Why am I stuck with this thing?" You know. Um, So yeah, I I love that music, and I love this movie. It just made me so happy to watch it this afternoon while I was doing some stuff. So. Maui, I, you don't have to sell me on coming to visit. I'm coming. If you're giving me a place to stay, I'm saving up to fly down. So I'll be there. We'll, I'll let you know when. So he's like trying to Krispy Kreme on the island. I don't. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you don't have to sell me. I'll come eat pineapple. I like I pineapple. I don't really know why I don't need Krispy Kreme. Exactly. I'll eat pineapple and uh, what else do they have in Hawaii that's local i'll eat sand i'll eat some of that pink sand from that beach from that one beach so anyhow um elvis where do we begin with the elvis stuff oh man there's so many good ones well when she's when when we the first elvis song we hear is heartbreak hotel in it is it i think so yes it's when she's laying on the floor and she and nani's locked out and she's like I feel so lonely, baby. <laughs> well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that heartbreak hotel where I'll be. I'll be just a lonely baby. And what about this little girl? How old is Lilo? Oh, that's a real good question. I mean, let's say seven, eight. Yeah, probably. You know? What about a seven or eight year old having a record player and just playing the Elvis? Like that's what she's about is the Elvis. Six maybe. Six? That young, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, she's got good taste in music. But I like that, you know, Nani's sitting there yelling at her, you gotta let me in, and she reaches over to the record player and just goes, just turns it uh, what else we got in here? What are they playing? 
You no, know, I know one thing we didn't talk about about was Stitch's um his his guitar playing abilities. Oh yeah. He he plays the guitar and and like there's the one moment where he's playing it acoustic and he does something like almost like he plugs himself into it and he goes oh, yeah. and it goes electric at the end. <laughs> what else we got that plays in this film from old so, Elvis? So Suspicious Minds is when he's oh. the the record yes. player. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Too much, baby. Why can't you see Watch this. What you doing to me? <laughs> when you don't Quick, what's your favorite Elvis song? Uh, um, Teddy Bear. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was really hard. That's a good one. Um, what else do they play? What are they playing when they're doing the... Um... When she's teaching him how to be Elvis? Yes. There's a bunch of them. So, let's see. It's the first one, I think... It might be... Is it Stuck on You? That's the, that's the one they're playing most of the time, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's Burning Love. Well, that's at the end, isn't it? That's just the one. That's what they play at the end, and they Maybe. play. When do they do "You're the Devil in Disguise"? Oh yeah, that's part of that. It's that. It's that. Um. Is it on the beach where he's finally full out dressed like Elvis? Yes, it's it's part of that whole thing. Oh yes. You look like. Oh, she's trying to get a job, and like yes. every time they turn around, so she's it's like, messing you, up. Elvis was a model citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the there are two times one. When he's watching the TV and he sees like the horror movie with the tarantula and it's it's like not animated, it's like actual black and white TV. And then when she shows him the picture of Elvis, it's a it's a actual photographic picture. Yeah. Yes, this was playing. This is what they're playing. You look like an angel. Look like an angel. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are. They do play Hound Dog, but I can't remember when. Well, they played Hound Dog in the trailer. when, And, and they played that during the bit of the the record bit. Um, and they changed that for Suspicious Minds in the movie. Um did they release a soundtrack with any of this music, or did they just yeah, like, release? Yeah, it's all on here. I'm reading it off of all the tracks, mm-hmm. but I can't remember when each one is played. Yeah, I, I don't remember playing Hound Dog, to be honest with you, in the movie. I um, have to rewatch it again. Okay, all right. 
<laughs> twist twist your Don't arm. Don't huh? me with a good dad. <laughs> um, but at the end, Winona, they play a version of Winona's uh, by Winona. I guess that's Winona Judd, right? I guess. Was she just going, I guess. But she was just going by Winona at the time. But they play Burning Love. But I got to be honest with you. I don't like that version. Is You can't do it like the king. And then at the end, I used to think they always said a honkin' honkin' burning love, but it's a hunka hunka burning love. <laughs> Which is weird because he has a, a song called A Big Hunk of Love. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Just for fun. Hey, baby. I ain't asking what you Yeah. <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger hunk of love will do. <laughs> I love, I do enjoy some Elvis, and I love that he was used in this movie. And, um, yeah, good stuff. Oh, good stuff. I do. And, and here's the thing. Now, Alan Silvestri did the score for this. And Alan Silvestri is no slouch, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Silvestri is responsible for one of the most iconic scores of all time, the Back to the Future uh, theme and fanfare that we all know know and love. He also scored uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, more recently, mm -hmm. as well as the first Avengers movie. Um, but he is a very prolific um, uh, composer and and uh, and I thought his work was was really good. There was there wasn't anything like overpowering that I'm like oh I got you know there wasn't anything that hit me the way that some of the Hawaiian music hit me the island music hit me and everything but um, but it was still some good stuff and 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 at the and stuff at the right moment. Um, for example, this is Stitch says goodbye. It just has such a good, like, I mean, it's got a Disney music feel to it. It's got, it almost has a graduation feel to it at one point, you know. And um, let me pull this down the right way. I was pulling down the wrong slider there. Um, so, you know, it's it's just, it it's no slouch. Alan Silvestri on composing, no slouch for this movie. And I, 
I'm telling you, I this movie very well deserved to be the franchise that it became because this is um it's an outstanding, outstanding movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's one of my favorite Disney movies. And not only that, but I have a real close personal relationship with Stitch. Greg doesn't like Stitch very much. Oh, why not? He's shaking his head. Well, it all started the day after Greg and I got engaged. And I we were eating at Ohana, the Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. breakfast at the Polynesian Hotel at Disney World. And I told Stitch that I had that I was engaged because I was wearing an engagement button. And Stitch looks at Greg and he looks at me and he looks at Greg and he like shakes his head and he pulls me off to the side and he gets down on one knee. (laughs) And I've actually been proposed to by Stitch twice now. Oh, wow. He's coming after me pretty hard. So Greg and Stitch don't have a very good relationship. I'm looking at Greg to see his face. (laughs) Right now, <laughs> he's just not looking at me. Does Stitch not realize that Greg's from the mean streets of Chicago? I don't think so. Oh, Greg's but, not gonna uh, put up yeah, with that mess. Greg's, Greg's like, I'm not doing anything it. with this guy. I love it. I love it. Um, well, before we wrap it up, there's one other, there's one other thing I need to mention about this movie, and it is the teasers that were put out for this movie. Were some not the whole trailer, but but the teasers. Mm-hmm. You had this one. That's the spaceship, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He ran off with Jasmine. <laughs> he ran off with Jasmine in that one. And then there's the Beauty and the Beast trailer. The teaser that they did. This is Belle and the Beast walking into the the ballroom. Oh, such a sweet, sweet moment. Mrs. Potts just a singing and they're going up the the shot and there's Stitch on the ceiling. Stitch on the ceiling over the chandelier. Now climbing onto the chandelier, and the chandelier is falling. Beast had to save Belle. I'll be in my room. Get your own movie. His name is Stitch. <laughs> says, get your own movie. She's like, get your own movie. Uh, and, uh, of course, it wouldn't be Stitch trailers without... For over 70 years, the Walt Disney Studios has won the hearts of audiences with the most enchanting, delightful, and lovable characters the world has ever Here comes known. The line, King. On June 21st, the tradition. Hey, that's not Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Simba is the best That was him roaring like Simba. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so good. These were so funny. They also had a Little Mermaid one, but oh, this it was one of the most genius campaigns as far as um, marketing a movie to me because they were not shying away from the fact that this is something different than we've ever done. 
and this is going to be more fun, more irreverent. But then when you step into it, I just remember watching this for the first time and just like, this is, this is different than anything they've done. And it's, I guess it comes back to what you said about that one article at the beginning. It's, it's more real than anything they've done up to this point. It was just, I, I love this movie and I don't know why I haven't watched it more, um, in the, in the ensuing years since the first time I saw it, because it is, it's worth a, a regular viewing because it's that good. And, um, and it deserves every accolade it's ever gotten. It deserves every amount of money it ever made. And it deserves every franchise that it was given. Even that weird anime thing that ended up apparently with one of the most heart-wrenching episodes of television ever that I can never watch. So there's this funny thing you may not have known. But at Disney World in 2004, when Stitch's Greatest, Stitch's, Stitch's Greatest Escape, I can't even say it, the ride opened. Mm-hmm. For one day... Cinderella Castle was toilet papered. It was nice. toilet papered oh by gosh, Stitch. Oh my gosh, that's great. And they they put toilet paper all over the castle like, you know, around the 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 towers and all this stuff. And on one of them it looks like he graffitied with spray paint Stitch's king. And then on the walkway into the castle were like big royal throne chairs that were thrown outside and toilet papered. <laughs> Oh, like, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Stitches King. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Good on you, Disney World. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And there was like a close-up shot where Stitch is actually on the top of the castle somehow. They put, I see that. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. They put him up in there. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, I I tell you what, the more we've done this show and the more I've been down, especially to Disney World where I've been, the more I just love that place and just appreciate the creativity and the magic that they put into things. It's, it's, uh, it's, I, it's no wonder that you fell in love with the place, Teresa. Mm -hmm. It's no wonder. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? No, that's it. All right. Well, so, on our next episode, you will get to hear us talking about Disney's 43rd animated film, Treasure Planet. And in between shows, you can catch up with us on email. We are vaulttalk at gmail.com. And as we stated earlier at the top of the show, that we are running low on emails. So, shoot us an email. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk. We are on Twitter at Disney Vault Talk. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Ice Cold Penguin. Steve is at Steve Glosson. And please make sure you are following the Goaliverse and our entire network of shows there, including things like Mark Out Loud, Rock Out Loud, and the Big Honkin' Show at Goaliverse. And if you want to support the Goaliverse, we encourage you to do so. Head over to geekoutonline.com, geekoutpodcast.com. And there you will find links to Amazon. If you do Amazon shopping, like most of us do, and you get there by way of those links, it really helps the shows out. And our new sponsor in the Goaliverse, Think Geek, for the geek in your life. We've got links to Think Geek that will help us out. If you dig the stuff at Think Geek, uh, swing over, use those links to do your shopping at Think Geek that you do. And uh, if you want to support us directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And we appreciate those of you who support us directly. We've got some shirts. Go to geekoutonline.com slash shirts. Get the yo-yoing, flamingoing shirt and other Disney Vault Talk shirts there by going to geekoutonline.com slash shirts. Some new shirt information coming soon. 
that does wrap us up such a good time thank you so much for joining us until next time when we talk about treasure planet as Teresa has already said I'm Steve and I'm Teresa may all your days be magical that's right I was looking for a stitch version okay <laughs> magical magical and may all your wishes come true we'll see you next time Wait, no, that's not right.